Hey, what's up, people? Jason Newstead here. You're checking out Iron City Rocks. Hey, hey, what do you say? This is Bobby Brooks from Overkill. That's right. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. This is Mike from Martyred, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Kurt Vanderbilt from Metal Church, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 230 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, company from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In this episode, we have two very special guests for you. First up, we have from the band Metal Church guitarist and founder, Kurt Vanderhoof. And then after that, we'll have an interview with Michael Andres from the band Martyred. Before we get into that interview with Kurt, though, here is a track from Metal Church's latest album, Generation Nothing. This track is called Bulletproof. show today we have kurt from metal church how you doing today kurt i'm doing well though i'm tired but that's what life on the road is all about right (laughs) (laughs) right um you guys have actually been on the road uh for probably a little over a week now how's uh, how's the current tour going yeah yeah just started the tour and uh, yeah it's actually going really really good um you know it's great to be back out and doing it after you know five or so years off right out playing some new tunes and playing the classics so yeah it's great to be working um, so as far as like the, uh, the shows are going, um, you know, the crowd, uh, are you seeing like a lot of, uh, familiar faces in the crowd or are you getting a lot of newer faces too? I know I've been to, you know, quite a sh- few, sh- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, we're seeing a lot of familiar faces, uh, but also a lot of new faces too. So it's really cool. A lot of younger people too. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of younger kids are getting into the classic metal thing these days so that's always good to see yeah it's uh, it's real encouraging i know uh you know i've been to a few shows recently and see uh, people bringing their kids with them you know see like exodus and yeah, slayer exactly. and things like it's 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 really trippy um so you're out supporting uh the new album uh you had a before you recorded this album. You guys took like kind of a hiatus, I guess, in uh, two thousand nine. Yeah. Uh, what was what what brought about this hiatus? Well, we were trying to do things old school. We were trying to do things the old way in a new music industry. I mean, mm-hmm. we were trying to do things on a record label, 
we were trying to do things you know, on somebody else's label, but, you know, trying to do it like that and just playing everywhere, you know, playing and kind of working off advances and kind of, again, just doing it the old school way. And uh, basically we started burning out because it's a, as most people know, it's a new music industry now. So, right. you know, it really got to the point where we were, I didn't want to uh, keep running it into the ground, so to speak. So that we, so that we could get back together at some point, you know, right. and, and now we got back together for the right reasons. We got back together now to, because we wanted to make music. We didn't get to get back together just, you know, for the money or anything like that. We did it because we're putting everything out on my label in association with Rat Pack Records. And so we're in control of the whole thing. We do it at our pace. We put the songs out what, you know, we put on, we put, you know, the songs that we want on the record. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't work off advances. We're not in debt. If we sell a record, we know it. You know, and we do everything. We're in complete control of our destiny, and so that made the whole thing much more appealing. And I think it shows in the music, and it shows in the you know in in the live performances too. We're having fun, and you know, we're, again, we're doing it for the right reasons now. So, who well, now? You know, you had that little five-year break. Generation Nothing came out uh, this past uh, October. Um, did. Getting the back the band back together did that come as a, a result of you writing the music or just actually figuring out the best way to navigate this uh, brave new world? Uh, well, it was basically we all knew it was time to get back together and play, you know, and we wanted to do it. And I had established my own record company, and just all those kind of processes just we realized, boy, if we do this now and we do it this way. You know, we got excited about doing it again, and so then that was that was the that was the catalyst for that. Just you know, the enthusiasm for it, and the desire to you know to work together again because we didn't stop playing together because of anything internal or personal personal or anything like that. It was all business. So you know, when we decided to do it this way, that was just kind of the inspiration, and that also you know was was very inspiring for me when I was writing the music. Um, and then you you know you primarily write most of the music. Um... And uh, Ronnie, he will do uh, the vocal. He'll come up with the lyrics, or do you do the lyrics also? I do a majority of them, but Ronnie also and I collaborate. Too. Okay. And then, um, you know, when you were writing this album after a, a five-year break, did you feel any pressure to, you know, make it so you know come out running, or was it more of a, you know, I'm just going to write whatever I want to write and put it on the album? Well, you know, yeah, you know, with a band with the long history that we have, and the fact that I wanted to come back with something that the fans could relate to, I mean, and have it be as close to what the fans remember Metal Church being as we could. Mm-hmm. And But that was not really pressure, that was more of a challenge. And it was really kind of fun, and again, coming at it from a different headspace where we were, I was excited about it, and you know, the whole idea of being in Metal Church and doing another Metal Church record on our own, our way, Right. You know, that was just, that made it, made it a lot more fun, so that came out in the music. So I think it just went back, it has the enthusiasm and the feel that, you know, Old Metal Church is known for. So, you know, and we're going to try to continue to do that. So <laughs> I think that was, that was the, that was, the, that was the idea behind it. I know when I, uh, when I first uh, heard the album, you know, the first track, Bulletproof, you know, it's like, yeah, this is Metal Church, this is, this is what I remember. I know, I mean, I was introduced to Metal Church, I think, when Blessing in Disguise came out, seeing, you know, the video for Badlands uh, on Headbangers Ball. And I know at that point you weren't performing with the band, but you were still involved with the writing and whatnot, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had left the band to, uh, to learn how to make records, produce and engineer and work in the studio. Yeah. Right. 
Um, but you know, like you said, I think this this new album—it's it, a metal church album. It's great. It, it has a classic sound, but it, it it still feels fresh. And you know, I, I th- hope that you know that's what you were going for with that. And um, absolutely, we wanted the, we wanted the music to sound like old metal church, but we wanted wanted it to sound updated. It was like new old metal church, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think you guys, you know, definitely succeeded with that. Um, oh, yeah, thanks. One thing I wanted to ask you—I mean, you know. Metal Church, the first Metal Church album, came out almost, you know, 30 years ago, um, 1984. <laughs> Is that kind of surreal, thinking back to that? or? Oh, very, yeah. I mean, the fact, well, that's another thing about embracing the new music industry is the fact that guys our age can still go out and do this legitimately now. Right. So that's one of the very, very cool things about things now. So, yeah, looking back at it, yeah, that's amazing. I think that that's that long ago. And the thing that's great is that people still seem to care, you know, and still want to hear it. So that's, you know, that's huge. I and mean, that's really what it's all about. So the fact that people, you know, yeah, you know. Right. Is there any plans to, you know, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the first Metal Church album? Oh, we did that twice already. In okay. Yeah, we did that you know, on the, the 70,000 Tons of Metal show, which was our reunion show. We did the, the entire first album. And we also did it one time at the Headbangers Open Air over in Germany. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Now you talk about you know the, the new industry. Like, do you think it's harder for bands now than it was, or do you think it's easier? You know, I wonder that a lot. I mean, it, I think it's in some ways it's easier. But I've thought about if I was in a band now as a kid, I wouldn't really know quite what to do. I guess you'd have to be very, you know, internet savvy. Right. Um, so I, I guess I would have to think it would probably be a bit harder. Or at least to me, because I wouldn't quite know how to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, but then at the same time, I think about you know if you do you know if you make good music now, and you you have the means to get it out there without having to wait and beg for a record deal, you know, so you can do it yourself, and that's the beauty of it. Right. So I don't know. I think I think in some ways it would be more difficult, but then in a lot of ways it might be easier or a lot cheaper. Right. You know, right. you don't have to. I mean, that's the one great thing about another great thing about the new music industry is the big major label thing is gone. You, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need labels anymore. You don't need to beg, borrow, and steal and hope that somebody gives you a record deal to, so you can continue to do what you do. And you have some idiot in a record company deciding he lives, he dies. Right. You know that that filters that filters gone. Fortunately, so it's direct artists to fans now, which, which is great. Yeah, and I think uh, you know I agree. I think it's it's probably more band centric now. It gives them more control, like you were saying. I mean, even with distribution, is there even really a need to for physical media anymore? Because you see a lot of the iTunes stuff. I know personally for me, I oh I, yeah, you know it. It seems kind oh, of yeah. I like the physical. I think the physical. I think the physical is really really important. And most most real true fans of of any kind of music want to buy. The, whether it's a CD or not, I'm really glad that vinyl's getting popular again. But yeah. I think a lot of people who are real true fans want the actual physical thing because it's not just the music; it's also the packaging and the whole thing as well. So yeah, I, I remember know, buying. The downside of it is, just, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You said saying the downside. Oh, well, of just the whole package of. Yeah, the the whole packaging thing is part of the deal. You know, it's part mm-hmm. of the thing. I think people want that. You are know, actual collectors. You know, it's a piece of art. The whole thing is, especially in vinyl. Exactly. So. And then there's the whole, you know, the liner notes and the album cover, and, you know, it's actually very exactly. impersonal now. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? Yep. Here, sign my iPod, you know. It's <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, 
you know, getting back, I mean, you have a pretty distinct sound, I think. And can you talk a little bit about how you achieve your sound? Because I know, like, every time I listen to a Metal Church album, it's it's very, I can definitely tell it's Metal Church because of your sound. Yeah, you're talking guitar sound or just yeah, your guitar sound. Your guitar sound. Um, well, my guitar sound is very. I mean, for heavy metal, is is very meat and potatoes. I mean, it's it's just a basic Marshall. Let's call into a Marshall. I'm not a big effects guy. I don't use a lot of high gain at all. It's certainly not. I don't use a modern guitar tone. Right. Um, at least not at this point. I like it a little a uh, little clean on the cleaner side. Because um, then you have more control over your tone. A lot mm-hmm. of the tone comes out of your fingers, you know. Right. And I think that's very important to, uh, to in, in, as far as an expression. Because sometimes you can have your amp or your guitar so electrified that there's no dynamics anymore. It's there's no need for any technique. Right. Um, so I kind of I kind of lean on the little cleaner side, a little more rock and roll side of, of guitar sounds. Yeah. Cool. Cool. You know. Uh... Before I let you go, I know you had you know long travel and whatnot, and you guys you're playing uh, tonight in oh, it's all good. Uh, San Antonio. Um, is there uh, you know do you get a chance to check out any of the new bands? Is there any bands out there now that catch your eye or catch your ear? I'm sorry. Uh, well, current current bands that I really like, I I love the Darkness. I think they're fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and I think they're uh, really flying the flag for good melodic hard rock. You know, along with Showmanship, which is something that is drastically lost in 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 rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, Porcupine Tree, I think, is great. There's a lot of new, uh, good progressive rock acts out there. Mm-hmm. Airborne's great. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bands out there, but there's a lot of junk out there, too. So you gotta, yeah. you know, now that <laughs> now that everybody can make a record, put everything out themselves, the right. music business isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily competitive anymore. It's more crowded than anything else. So, yeah, there's right. a lot of stuff, I mean, off the top of my head, that's what comes to mind off the top of my head, but there, there's quite a few. Cool, cool. And you, you mentioned progressive rock. How is there any uh, plans for more Presto Ballet? Absolutely, yeah. Presto Ballet is playing the Cruise to the Edge in April, which is a big progressive rock festival that's put on a cruise ship, which is quite a pop, you know, popular thing. Like Metal Church did the seventy thousand tons of metal last mm-hmm. year, so Presto is doing that this uh, this year uh, in April. With, we're playing with Yes and Steve Hackett from Genesis, and oh, wow. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, we're like... doing that, and uh, yeah. Cool, and then uh, Metal Church tours uh, toward the end of March, correct? And then any plans for the summer? Yeah, and then we go to Europe. Okay. Yeah, we go to Europe a couple times to do the festival thing. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, and then, uh, uh, yeah, we'll probably do some more stuff in August. Cool. Well, uh, I want to you know congratulate you on the new album. I know it's a, it's a little late; it's been out since October, but it, it's a great album, and uh, we are very well, very much looking forward to seeing you here in Pittsburgh in in the next couple weeks. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, I haven't been there in a long, long, long time, so hopefully uh, we'll have a good turnout and have a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Looking forward to it. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Sean. Oh, thank you. All right, I'd like to thank Kurt for taking the time to talk to us. Metal Church is currently out on the road right now, and they will be hitting Pittsburgh March 7th at the Rex Theater on the south side. Should be a great evening of new and classic Metal Church music, so make sure you check it out. Up next on the show, we have from the band Martyred, guitarist Michael Andreas. Martyred is currently out on tour with Metal Church. Uh, Before we get to that interview, though, here is a track. This is their latest single. It is called Faceless.
Ladies and gentlemen, on the show with us, we have Michael from the band Martyred. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I want to thank you for taking time to talk to us. Uh, you know, I had a chance to listen to uh, a couple albums, Mortal Coil, Manic, and uh, your new single, Faceless. I got to say, uh, some great stuff there. Um, starting off, can you uh, tell us a little bit about the band and how you guys formed? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, we've been playing music together forever, most of us. I mean, uh, I really started uh, playing with a guitar player back in high school, and uh, we were just kind of looking to do something a little different than what was what was going around at the time. It was really a lot of punk and hardcore bands, and mm-hmm. it really wasn't any anything doing you know the metal that we were into. So we just kind of started doing our thing, and uh, as it progressed, some you know people came and went, but as we got more serious about it we found people who were serious about it too and that kind of just led us to where we are today um and uh what would you say your influences are as a band oh man there's a lot of influences (laughs) we're all we're all really varied i mean i could tell you me personally i i grew up on metallica and megadeth and and friends took me from there they got me into testament and overkill and bands like that and uh really i'd say testament alex skolnick he became a huge influence on me as a guitar player and he's a you know just a killer musician and uh i've been lately getting into uh a little more uh, modern stuff like uh, jeff loomis from nevermore has been a huge influence on mm-hmm. me and um getting a little more from uh tosin abasi really excited to hear what he does next with animals as leaders and uh, and of course <laughs> metal church you know i love metal church they, they've got such a really unique melodic kind of thing going on for the time that they were you know that they were going around and it was uh it was a huge influence on me when i was younger and, uh, you know, I, I was really digging them, too. Yeah, and Metal Church has had a huge career. How did you guys, uh, you guys are touring with them all throughout March, so you haven't uh, started the tour yet with them. How did you guys hook up with uh, with the Metal Church gig? Well, it's, it's kind of a funny story. We actually, we've been trying to get on, out on the road with them for a long time because, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate. I've gotten to play with a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to, and, uh, Metal Church was one of the bands that got away. You know, there were a couple times we were supposed to be out on the road with them, and it, it always fell through for one reason or another. And, you know, as soon as I, I saw that this tour was happening, you know, we reached out and tried to uh, make it happen. And uh, so far, so good. Everything's lined up. We're ready to go. We're we're just eager to get out out there and start tearing it up. That's cool. That's, uh, you know, it's cool. Because they had actually been on hiatus for a while, so you kind of, you know, lucked out when they released uh, Generation Nothing. Um so they've been on the tour for a little bit. You guys are starting in March. Um, what are you most looking forward to? I mean, you're uh, you're basically going to be touring around the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what are we most looking forward to is just, we just, um, we're really looking forward to seeing all of our, our friends and fans that we, we, we've made and people we've met over the last couple of times we've been out there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, most recently we were out with Ingve Malmsteen and... Uh, uh, we're hitting uh, Pittsburgh again. Last time we were in Pittsburgh, we were at um, the Carnegie Library, I think it was. We met a lot of really cool people there. It's a really fun place to be. And, uh, you know, we're just really looking forward to seeing those people again. And, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, you guys have been great to us. You know, we, we've, we've been doing radio interviews and all kinds of stuff. And 
we're based out of New York, but we right. get phone calls, and, and, you know, the last radio interview we did, the phone calls came in from Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> and it was New York-based radio station. So, I oh, mean, wow. you guys are really awesome. Yeah, I mean, we love our metal here, so, you know, we can't get enough of it. And uh, now your, uh, your last album, The Mortal Coil, came out in 2012. Um, and, you know, to me, it had like a very progressive metal type, you know, kind of like a real heavy dream theater type sound. And uh, you guys just released a single called Faceless um, this past December. Um, is this a Faceless, which is, you know, incredible song. I, I listened to it like constantly as soon as I, I got it. I, you know, <laughs> Thank it's, you. A, it's a it's a kick ass song. Um, is this are you guys working on a new album right now? Yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, the the whole goal behind us releasing Faceless at the end of the year was that, you know, we did release The Mortal Coil in 2012. We spent a lot of time out on the road uh, promoting that album. And uh, we really wanted to give something out to our friends and our fans and all the people, all the cool people we met before the year was over. You know, we, we had an album that hadn't been out for a while, and we wanted to, you know, just remind people we were still here and we were still thinking about them. So we said, let's throw this single out there and give people something new. And uh, we do have a new record in the pipeline. It's probably about 80% done at this point. It's ready to go. We're really just looking to see when we can get in the studio and start tracking it. And uh, the goal is to hop in there shortly after these Metal Church dates and um, have the album ready to go for the summer so that we can <laughs> get right back out there and play for you guys again. Right, right. Um, now, you guys you said it's about 80% done. What, what's the writing process like in your band? Is it primarily one or two songwriters, or is it like, oh, let's get into the room and start jamming out and see what we can come up with? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, everybody really does contribute. It's... Um, Usually what will happen is we'll come up with a couple of riffs, uh, we'll, we'll come up with some ideas, we'll jam them around, and, uh, you know, what what we really dig, I'll, I'll record it, and I'll <clears throat> I'll go back and, and sit down and go over the riff and, and kind of structure something out of it, and then Aaron, the singer, he'll come in and, and put some vocals together, and then we'll really fine-tune it, we'll kind of shave it down to what it's going to be, and then we'll get in the studio and, and uh, you know, jam the full song and, and make sure everything flows the way we want it to do, make sure that the song says what we want it to say and and does what we want it to do, and then that's pretty much it. Cool. Now, you mentioned uh, some of your influences, you know, being like, you know, Metallica, Overkill, Testament, all the old school uh, metal stuff. Um, and then you said much of the new stuff like Toast and Asabi and, and whatnot. Um, the industry has kind of changed a lot. I guess over the last 30 years from when like Metallica Metal Church Testament were coming up and when you guys, you know, your first album Maniac came out in 2008. Um, so do you think it, it's harder for a band right now to make it big or do you think uh, it's, you know, just different? Well, it's definitely different. It's, um, <clears throat> it's harder in a lot of ways and it's easier in some ways too. I mean, first of all, the, you know, they have the internet. You know, we mm -hmm. didn't, they didn't have the internet 30 years ago. You know, it's a huge, huge tool. It gives everybody a voice. And right. that's a great thing, but the problem with giving everybody a voice is that now there's a 30 million bands out there. <laughs> Every band thinks that they, they're going to take over the world, and there's just so much competition, and there's just... There's so many people out there playing music, it's really hard for, you know, listeners to kind of sift through and see what's what. But um, just like you said, the, with the people that are making it today, the people that are getting a lot of attention, 
they're doing something cool, they're doing something unique, and people like them. And that's ultimately what the Internet has really done, is that it's just given all the power to the people. Right. If you're doing something that people like, they will find you. You're there, and they will find you, you know? Um, and if you're not, then, I mean, <laughs> they, they won't. They're going to look elsewhere. But um, that's just kind of what it does. It's, it's, it's really, really leveled the playing field, I'd say. Yeah, um, do you think touring is more important now than it was before? I think it's always going to be important to to go out and reach your fans because right. there's you can you can listen to music you can download albums for free and you know at the end of the day it's it's exposure is what it is but you can't you can't compare with the experience of going out and meeting a person and and seeing a live show and feeling the excitement and being in a room with you know a thousand other people who are just as excited as you are to see these guys and you know that's a real experience and that's something that <laughs> that you can't get on the internet right I would say. Um, all right. It's not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can stream the shows live, but it's just not the same as being there, um, yeah, and, and uh, whatnot. Now, um, as a guitar player, and you know, a lot of our listeners are, are musicians or whatnot. Can you uh, talk a little bit about your gear that you use? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a, I've got a couple of different. Uh, I've got two different main guitar rigs, really. I've got the big one and the, and the, the slightly less, slightly less big right. one. But um, the the main rig I have, it's a, an Angle Sovereign. Uh, it's the combo two by twelve version of the Savage Head, mm-hmm. and which is an absolutely killer amp. I really love it. And uh, I have that in this giant case. We call it the Death Case because the thing weighs about three hundred pounds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, at least it's got wheels. That's a good thing. Right. And um, it's got a, a couple of rack effects in there. I'm using some Rocktron effects processors and, and stuff like that to do all the effects and everything I need. Cool. And uh, I've got it hooked up with George L Cables, who, you know, they gave us some endorsements. George L is really awesome. Uh, they make great cables. And um, I've been running that rig with, um, I have a couple of different guitars. I'm using a Hammer guitar, uh, an old school 80s Hammer wow. guitar, Hammer California, and a 27 fret guitar. It's pretty cool. I really dig that one. And, um, I've got a couple of other ones, a uh, uh, Jackson Randy Rhodes V, which I really like, right. and uh, I've got uh, another Jackson at home, a uh, the DK2M, which is a really, really cool guitar. Mm-hmm. I had that guitar customized with a Kaler uh, Tremolo, who uh, is another company that's been, been really cool to us. Kaler is absolutely awesome, and uh, you know they make great trims. Those things are really killer. You get oh, yeah. a lot of sustain out of them. They're really, really smooth and buttery. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing. I, I got be uh, I, I feel really fortunate to be able to play on all this really awesome gear that I you know I'm digging it for sure. Um and and I probably should have asked this this first. Um how did you get your start in music? <laughs> Just <laughs> playing playing anywhere they'd let us play basically. Uh, <laughs> right. We played everywhere from high schools and uh, I mean I've personally played everywhere from you know, high schools and bowling alleys to you know arenas around here. I mean it's just. Uh, We've done some some pretty crazy things. We've had people uh, crowd surfing in a bowling alley. We, we <laughs> broke ceiling tiles because people were jumping up and down on top of the crowd and you know kicking their feet and stuff. And uh, that was that was a very interesting evening. I think. <laughs> that was actually with um, Bonded by Blood oh, uh, wow. a few years ago, okay. uh, before they they really went national. They and came out here and we we set them up over here. Cool. Yeah. Now you personally, did you always play guitar, or is that something you grew into? Did you start with a different instrument. Well, I've always loved guitar music. My uh, my mother always played guitar. She was like kind of a folk guitar player. But I actually uh, I wanted to play drums. But I'm pretty sure my parents, when I asked them for a drum set, they were like, "No way are we giving this kid drums. It's way too loud already." 
here, have a guitar. They gave me an acoustic guitar instead, and uh, that's where I started. Cool, cool. Well, um, you know, I want to, again, thank you for taking time to talk to us. Uh, looking, really looking forward to seeing you guys uh, next week with Metal Church. Um, after after this tour and you're finishing up the album, is there any plans uh, for the rest of the year after uh, finishing up the album? Well, we're really just going to kind of play it by ear and, and see what comes our way. We definitely want to get out on the road as much as possible. And uh, whatever opportunities present themselves to do that, we're going to follow up on. I mean, uh, hopefully we'll be out with another band. Uh, you know, that's really been the best way for us right. to get out there because we're still we're still working on getting our name out there. And I'd rather go out with a band that will bring a 1,000 people a night than go out ourselves and have no idea what's going to happen, you know, because every right. city's a little different. But, um you know, if if we if it doesn't happen that way, we'll be out on our own. One way or another, we'll be out supporting the, the new record and hoping to uh, reach new people and see the people that we've met and take it from there. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Looking forward to uh, the new album. And, uh, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, definitely. Thanks a lot. All right. I'd like to thank both Michael and Kurt for taking the time to talk to us. You can catch Metal Church with special guests Martyred, Vermithrax, Xander Demos Band, and Fatality Risen uh, Friday, March 7th at the Rex Theater. That about wraps up this episode of Iron City Rocks. If you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And, of course, check out our main website, ironcityrocks.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>